Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. It's the 26th day of May, and we're continuing our look at the tradition of the Valley of Hinnom, or the Greek word Gehenna, a word that gets translated in the King James Version as hell. And then what happens is our secular imagery of hell, in fact, as we told you the other day, the very word hell came from pagan imagery, and was sort of transliterated over into Christian thinking. You know, what's that matter? Um, Well, it matters that we need to at least consider the context into which Jesus is speaking because he uses the phrase Gehenna a lot. Yesterday, we spoke of the the child sacrifice that had happened in the Jewish history, namely 2 Chronicles 28 and verses, and chapter 20, I'm sorry, 28 and 33 with Kings Ahaz and Kings Manasseh who sacrificed their children to the god Molech inside of the valley of Hinnom, and then King Josiah's cleansing fire, his reforms in which he took all the things that defile, ground it to powder, scattered it on people's graves, pulled down all of these high places, pulled down the the, the courts that people had built. They built small temples for the gods, uh, and he, he tore them up, smashed them to pieces, and put them in the valley of Hinnom. And all of this happens in 2 Kings Chapter 23, so God's fire then becomes something that cleanses, something that changes things. Then there is, we'll look at two more today, and that's the destructive fire of foreign invasion and and then the the trash dump uh, theory, which is, I think, a little more than a theory. We'll get to that. Uh, Josiah cleanses Israel and Judah of the defilement of their sins, but it's really a prophetic move. It's a foreshadowing move of what God was going to do through foreign conquest. He was going to use foreign conquest as a way of fire over his people. Let me read to you from 2 Kings 23, verses 26 and 27. Nevertheless, the Lord did not turn away from the heat of his fierce anger. This is the same chapter, by the way, in which Josiah just made these cleansing reforms. He he did not turn away from the heat of his fierce anger, which burned against Judah because of all that Manasseh had done to provoke him to anger. So the Lord said, I will remove Judah also from my presence as I removed Israel, and I will reject Jerusalem, the city I chose, and this temple about which I said, there shall my name be. Now, Jeremiah is going to come along, and then Jesus is going to come along, and they're going to prophesy flames as well to obliterate Jerusalem. Jeremiah prophesies of it prior to the invasion of the Babylonians. And then Jesus prophesies of it one generation ahead of the invasion of the Romans. And both are right. Both prophecies come to pass. But they use fire in, a, in their speeches. And they use Gehenna in their speeches to, for this obliteration of Jerusalem and the temple and the people. So we'll get to that. But there's a relationship between the judgment of God and the invasion of foreign armies and the fire that falls upon God's people. But watch how the fire actually works. Keep this in mind when you think about Gehenna and the connection it has to Jesus. Let me read to you from Isaiah 42, beginning in verse 24. And I want to remind you that Isaiah 42 is only 25 verses long. Then it goes into Isaiah 43, 
and I want to read on through the first two verses of Isaiah 43. I bring this up because what we tend to do when we read our Bibles is we read it in chapters. And so if you do it that way, you're going to you you run the risk of missing something important. I'll tell you what, to, to prove my point, I want to I want to start by reading the first two verses of Isaiah 43. Here, because here's how we do this. Okay, let's read it. But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Now, this is something that we actually see happen in Israel. They walk through the water and they don't drown. They, go, they get to the river of Jordan and it doesn't overflow them. We see in the book of Daniel that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walk through the fire and it doesn't burn them. And if you're a young preacher, you can take Isaiah 43, verses 1 and 2, and you can preach God's delivering power through three Old Testament stories. Red Sea, crossing the Jordan, Dan, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And your, your source text is Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2. God is your Redeemer. He calls you by name. He knows you. He's going to save you from the water. He's going to save you from the river. He's going to save you from the fire. Fine. But it's not, that's not the context. Because, as I told you before, there are two verses at the end of Isaiah 42 that we don't read when we read into that. I want to read them. And I'm going to read them straight through, and we're going to reread the Isaiah 43 ones. Ready? Who gave Jacob for plunder and Israel to the robbers? Was it not the Lord? He against whom we have sinned? For they would not walk in his ways, nor were they obedient to his law. Therefore, he has poured on him the fury of his anger and the strength of battle. It has set him on fire all around. Yet he did not know, and it burned him. Yet he did not take it to heart. But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name, your mind. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. Through the rivers, they won't overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. When you get the context, here's what you realize. The fire that falls, that won't burn you, was put on by God at the end of the previous chapter. How? He poured out on them his burning anger, the strength of battle. In other words, his burning anger was the violence of war. It enveloped them in flames, but they didn't get it. It consumed them, but they didn't take it to heart. But now, listen up, Israel. The one who created you is the one who redeems you. I've called you by name. You're mine. When you walk through the fire, it won't burn you. The flames are not going to set you ablaze. So, the destruction wrought by foreign armies can turn into a fire that changes you, not a fire that destroys you. Now, that's using the Old Testament to help get us into the mentality that Jesus brings. That might be, and we're going to get there in a few days in Mark 9, later in our chapter, we're, we're all salted with fire. Mark 9, 49. It's our next verse. I'll remind you of it when we get there. All right, real quick. I'm probably going to have to talk about this a little bit more tomorrow. In the aftermath 
of the destruction that was prophesied in the Old Testament. Gehenna becomes this permanent garbage dump. And they begin to bury unburied bodies. I'm sorry, they begin to burn unburied bodies there. Um, John Lightfoot, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this, and I'm gonna stop, and then we're gonna talk a little bit more about this tomorrow because we got some traditions that develop out of this. I want to talk about John Lightfoot's book, The Valley of Hinnom. I'll read it. It was the common sink of the whole city, whither all filth and all kind of nastiness met. It was probably the common burying place of the city. If so be, they did now bury within so small a distance from the city. Jeremiah 7.32 says, They shall bury in Tophet until there be no more any place. Tophet's in Hinnom. And finally, Lightfoot says this, And there was also continual fire, whereby bones and other filthy things were consumed, lest they might offend or infect the city. So think about this. We're going to pick this up tomorrow. This idea, if this is true, and we'll show you how it could, it might not be, about the trash dump, that would be the Hinnom Jesus is looking at when he makes the statement about Hinnom. Okay, more tomorrow, including telling you about the sermon coming up on Sunday. God bless.